on 2SM and the Super Network. High Tide. Thanks to Shimano. Tomorrow's tackle today. If only I could go. Well, welcome back to High Tide. Yes, Kieran. Yeah, I'm just going to tell you because I forgot to tell you and Grant earlier that Mark Banasiak would like to talk about the Kame Ferry Wharves uh, and an update from Who's the Who's Ferry Wharves? Eh? Who's Ferry Wharves? It says K-A-M-A-Y. I'll have to... Hey, Mark, can you... Is that right or wrong? That's right. So you pronounce it Kame? Kame? Kame. Okay, what's the Kame Ferry? You say potato, I say white elephant. Okay. <laughs> okay, what's what's a Kame Ferry Wharf? Um, look, well, probably drag you back a couple of years, we've, been, we've spoken about this a few times. There was a proposal by um, the last government to build some ferry wharves between La Perouse and, and Chernell. Yeah, and we remember that. Yeah, and obviously, no matter which way you look at it, this project had had flies on it. Um, you know, it was going straight through a uh, recreational fishing haven, which we know was spent out of, recre- you know, was created by spending recreational fishing trust money to buy out the commercial uh, fishermen in the area. Um, there's obviously also concerns about contamination from previous industries that we did around Port Botany, where this is going. Um, it's, yeah, it's going it, at Port Botany, or is it going at La Perouse? Well, it, it's going. It's going at La Perouse and between La Perouse and Chernell, but there was concerns about previous industries, sort of um, in and around the area, um, that were, you know, potentially going to be stirred up um, when work was done, and um, so. There's issues with issues with that. There's issues with the um, concerns around seagrass, uh, economics. So no matter which way you looked at this, um, there was problems. And we, you know, over a series of probably three three years of estimates, I've I've been raising all those issues and going back and forth and getting various misleading answers from you know different ministers and and public servants and. We now get to the point where the new government um, has decided to continue on with it, um, despite the cost blowing out from an original. I think it was around ten or twelve million. It's now going to cost us seventy-eight million dollars, and there's actually no guarantee or promise of a public ferry service. <laughs> um, go, go figure, you know. And um, so it's a seven. It's seventy-eight million dollars to essentially build a wharf that you might be able to tie your boat up to. Yeah, there may or may not be a private ferry service. Um, you know that's unclear, and um, it, it really is the epitome of epitome of a white elephant. Yeah, they yeah. are clowns. They are absolute clowns. You know, oh, here well, we got well, the well, ambulance <laughs> drivers and and the and the medics. You know, who want a pay rise, who get bugger all money, get abused for saving lives, and we've got these other people who are, they call themselves intelligent, making these decisions, spending money willy nilly, you know, and, and for sources, you know, they save nothing. They don't save a life, they cost a life to these people in, in government. And you, yeah. you know, it annoys me that the fair income people can't get a dollar. Now, when you get off your high horse, Kieran, yeah, Camay is actually the traditional name for Botany Bay. Oh, uh, that's where yeah. it comes from. That's where of it course. comes from. Okay, yeah. and, um, and and so when and and this is the this is one of the other frustrating things is when we talk about the protection of seagrass, it, it, um, there was two two key two key groups. Um, that was supportive of this pro- proposal. There was a small group of uh, what we call Gamay Rangers who, who may benefit from a running a private ferry service, and then there was a professor by the name of Professor Virgis, and they both came out publicly and said, "No, no, there's no issue. There's not going to be no issues with this endangered seagrass, and yeah, you know, to essentially greenwash the project." And then, lo and behold, we now have Transport for New South Wales providing them grant money 
to do research on um, the, the potential for damaged endangered seed yeah. <laughs> between La Perouse and Cornell. Like, like yeah. <laughs> not only is it the epitome of a white elephant, we now have the epitome of hypocrisy yeah. um, going on. And I put that to the minister in estimates, and she sort of tried to fob it off to her public servants who then tried to, you know, change direction on yeah. it all. They weren't obviously... Um, impressed with my line of questioning um but you know sometimes the truth hurts and yeah i don't quite i don't often uh call for uh public servants to be sacked but there's got to be a few in transport for new south wales that deserve to go over this because they actually saw they actually signed contracts worth over 50 million dollars um with McDonald Dow to actually build this thing nine months before they even had federal approval. <laughs> yeah. So, and the previous Secretary of Transport said that was highly, highly out of the ordinary, um, but couldn't go any further to say why the hell that would have happened. Um, so there are a couple of public service, senior public servants that should go for this because they've had four years where they've led successive ministers down the garden path and have committed us to this project, committed us to $78 million um, for something that won't even deliver a public ferry service. It's an absolute, it's an absolute joke. Yeah, the, the... Um, and I'd be laughing if it wasn't for the stuff that you mentioned here and about how we could be paying a paramedics a professional wage um, and not having them go to Queensland. Okay. Um, because that yeah they're getting paid a, a fair wage up there. Yeah, just, uh, just and nurses are another one. Yeah, uh, you exactly. know, uh, I see the doctors now want a hundred dollars to uh, somebody to turn up for five minutes at a GP. Well, they're entitled to that, Kieran. They've they've worked hard to get their degree. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> that got oh, absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> but it points it points to the fact that our our health system's broken. That's right. Um, and and needs fixing, and you know. What could seventy eight million million dollars uh do in that space? Yeah, you know, where could it be spent better? So it's it's frustrating. Yeah. Um but yeah, Mark, just getting back to, to Botany Bay w- mm-hmm. with that wharf, now I worked down in La Perouse at that spot through the eighties. Okay, yeah. and we we're based out of the, the wharf and we had our own slipway there, Stanarts. The slipway got destroyed in a storm. Mm. Okay. Now, where they're building the wharf is where the slipway was, and they're going to build it out and across. Now, you get a southeasterly swell comes in there, it'll trash that wharf again. Yeah, well, that's, yeah, there was an original wharf there. Yeah, but there was a many, slipway many there years. for many years, and it just, just got destroyed by the weather because it's very much open to the weather there, and also yeah. to bounce back off the other side from. Um, the, the wall, wall over there, um, yeah, it's going to be interesting. And the amount of times it won't be able to run because of any weather, it'd be very well, hard to run a service. Well, that's right. Even if they actually, you know, run a service. You know, I tried to push them and said, well, are you going to, are you going to look at um, running a service? Because the minister, minister said in estimates, oh, we want to try and make the best out of a bad situation and try and get the best value out of wasting $78 million. And I, <laughs> So, so I sort of pressed and said, well, you know, are you going to look at a, actually doing your public ferry service? Oh, yeah, we might look at that. Uh, well, do you have a timeline? Oh, no, no, we just started to look at it. What, why really. didn't? Why did they change and drop the idea of a passenger terminal down there for the cruise ships? Because it's too rough. Yeah, that's, that, well, that's right. If it's too uh, rough for a 100,000-ton ship, it's too rough for a 100-ton ferry. <laughs> yeah, you would... <coughs> You're applying common sense, uh, yeah. Al. So, um, and well, they'll be confused four... when they take the program on Monday. <laughs> <laughs> sadly, sadly, from four years of questioning some of these senior public servants, I, I don't think they've got any. Um, you know, and I, I don't say that lightly because I've gave them every opportunity to demonstrate that they do, and you know, they've got a they've got a duty to provide frank and fearless advice. To a minister, it's in it's in their it's in their code of conduct, and so you got to wonder, you know, where they failed here, because they had four, you know, now five ministers, 
and five opportunities to provide the true frank and fearless advice and tell them, no, this project's a dud. You know, it's not, it doesn't stack up. Um, where are they going to park the extra cars and things like that? Because there's already a madhouse to try and get parking down there anyhow of a weekend. Yeah, well, look, I, <laughs> I never got to that point with it. Um, <laughs> them on that one. No, that's another fly that's hovering around. Yeah. Um, yeah, so it's it's an absolute mess and it's an absolute dis, absolute disgrace. Um, you know, and, and some people in transport need to hang their head in shame and, you know, if I had my way, they'd be packing up their stuff in cardboard boxes um, because the fact that they've continued on with this project and cost the state $78 million um, is just, yeah, it's it's gross negligence in my view, or gross incompetence. Okay. Thank you for your time this morning, Mark. You've made a very good point and uh, showed some of the inadequacies in our uh, public service. Yeah. No no problems at all, guys. Have a good day. Thanks, Mark. I wonder where fisheries are on the... uh on the grass issue. On the, well, the, how many ships go past? How many how many boats anchor all the time at Frenchman's Bay at La Perouse all the time? We'll take a break. That's the high tide. The Super Network on Two SM and the Super Network. Talking sport. When we played the Kiwis in eighteen ninety five, my right eye would always open up. So I'd have eighteen twenty stitches every game, mm-hmm. and I spilled blood for Australia. It was this most brutal games, Kiwis. You know when you're up against them, mate, they're uh, they're handing out bruises for fun. Weekdays from three. I was the very first streaker at the cricket ground when Australia played the West Indies. Very first day night match. What? Are you serious? <laughs> West Indies in the yeah. Australia in the very first day night match. I thought I had to do something, sir. Well, on a famous day that we celebrate, it's nice to have a famous person on, Snowy. <laughs> That's incredible, Snowy. <laughs> Love the show. You know what, Spud, after seeing you, especially on my screen, I'm going to go up a gear. Two four-kilo weights. I'm going to go to the four kilos. <laughs> <laughs> mate, when you're there, go and buy yourself a bib for your dribbling. See you, mate. <laughs> We're back tomorrow, folks. Talk of sport. 13-12-69. Talk and sport. Who am I? I make you laugh and sometimes cry. I'm there when you wake up and by your side each day. You can take me anywhere. I've been connecting communities for longer than you've been alive. Oh, and this year, I'm marking 100 years of providing Australians with laughs, news, sport and great music. I am Australian Radio. 100 years and just getting started. Thanks for listening. Hi, I'm Patrick Dangerfield. How good is getting out on the water? But what if something happens to your boat or jet ski? You want to know that you can count on your insurance. That's why I choose Club Marine. Boat insurance by people who know boats. Club Marine is Australia's largest provider of boat insurance with more than 50 years experience. So if you're looking for flexible cover options, exclusive member benefits and fantastic claim service, look no further. Get a quote at clubmarine.com.au and discover why boating's just better with Club Marine. TMD available at clubmarine.com.au. Read the PDS to see if this insurance is right for you. For the toughest jobs at home or on the job site, you need the toughest gear. For almost 50 years, Sherlock Wheelbarrows have been hard at work for the weekend warrior and trade you alike. They make moving mulch, bricks, concrete, and waste around the home or job site easier because Sherlock lasts longer. Lighten your load with Sherlock. Visit the full range at SherlockLastsLonger.com.au. Available at Bunnings Warehouse. Cobram Estate is the most awarded Australian extra virgin olive oil. And this summer, let Cobram Estate be the hero when entertaining family and friends. Cobram Estate extra virgin olive oil is fresh and full of flavour. Perfect for roasting, frying, baking, dressing salads and for dipping bread. Make your food taste even better this summer with a little help from Cobram Estate. Premium quality, great tasting and a versatile healthy alternative. Buy in store at all major retailers. News, sport, talk. 2SM 1269. More of High Tide on 2SM and the Super Network. Thanks to Shimano. Tomorrow's tackle today. If only I could go. And welcome back to High Tide. Kieran Allen and Grant in the studio. Now we're going up to Queensland to Swanee. Now I've got to say, Swanee, lock the doors, change the locks because he's threatening to come back to Queensland this week. 
I've uh, already put the flyers out around the village, warning people. Good, good, okay. Uh, not a problem. Yeah, not a problem. Not a problem. Kieran's, and you get those stickers made and put on your own car, I am not Kieran. <laughs> Grant was promising last week that he was threatening me that he was going to get stickers made saying that. <laughs> Yeah, I might look like him, but I'm not him. <laughs> and what's happening up in Queensland beside the horrible weather? No, mate, yeah, well, we've had hot weather during the week, uh, low 30s, and then the suddenly belted through yesterday afternoon and cooled things down, but it's going to blow all weekend, they reckon, up to 30 knots, so definitely outside might be off that for all but the biggest boats. Uh, even the big boats are a little bit rough out there. Um, yeah, um, as promised, uh, I'd find out how Jay went in the uh, Harvey Bay game fishing tournament last weekend. Yeah, I spoke to him on Wednesday, and uh, uh, the marlin fishing was very slow. Uh, 40 boats, there were only 16 marlin taken, which was just a fraction of what was taken last year. So they haven't arrived in numbers yet by the sound of it. Uh, I think the top boat only caught four. Uh, Jay, he, uh, they had a great week couple of days anyhow with uh, pulling skirted lures around off the top end of Fraser out wide and they, they caught big caviar, GTs, dolphin fish, Spanish mackerel, one sailfish. Uh, they had a double hookup on striped marlin, managed to tag one and they had a big blue marlin come up on the teaser and all lit up like a Christmas tree and then uh, shot across to one of the short, uh, short rods on the port side and nudged, nudged the skirted lure and then disappeared into the into the darkness. So, yeah, sort of, I got them all excited for a few minutes. But, uh, yeah, they had a great fit. They didn't catch many marlin. I only got the one, actually, but they, they caught plenty of fish. Um, yeah, like I said, uh, forget about outside, I think, this weekend, for the next few days. We're supposed to get a lot of rain next week, which is going to stir things up a bit, I think. Uh, but the river's fishing reasonably well. Uh, there's a lot of big flathead around, golden trevally, uh, soft plastics. Um, they take most colours, but white seems to be working pretty good at the moment. Uh, Snub-nosed gar on the flats up around past Bly-Bly. If you want to feed a garfish, or get put some bait down. Uh, there's still plenty of jacks being caught up in the creeks, and they'll only improve as we go towards the uh, the uh, full moon. They're taking lures and liveries of like they normally do. Um, there's still been a few rim taken, but they're a bit on the small size at the moment. Uh, yeah, uh, crabs are a little bit quiet. Uh, I've, had the, I've had the pot in about three times in the last two weeks, and I've only caught the one one legal crab. So, yeah, hopefully they might improve next week. Kieran comes up. Um, yeah, the subtlety's there. Uh, I've found over the years that the fish seem to speed up in a subtlety. Uh, so if you can get out there, you might do all right. I remember years ago going out with a mate, Laurie Whitehead, off, uh, off um, the central coast. He was a trap fisherman, and if there was a subtly coming, uh, he used to double bait his traps because uh, he, he always reckoned they feed up in a subtly. And I also remember fishing Paddy's Channel one time with my old mate Archie, who was in skirt worms, and the fishing was a bit slow, and the run-up tide and the subtly hit, and we were fishing the one anchor, and uh, the old... 12-foot John Boy punt I had back in those days. It was bouncing up and down. But as soon as the suddenly hit, uh, the fish just turned on. It was just unbelievable. We were getting every throw. We were getting a brim all whiting, nice big whiting and school brim. So they like that all of a sudden, get that suddenly and they seem to feed up. That's something to remember. Yeah. yeah that's about it, fellas. There's a bit there for everyone. Just uh, get out and do it and... Uh, I'd be sticking up in the creeks trying to get out of the wind because they reckon up to 30 knots. So, yeah, it won't be comfortable. No, it won't be yeah. at all. Not down near the mouth anyhow, unless you get in behind uh, uh, one of the islands down there uh, on the northern side of uh, uh, the main island down there. Just get in behind it and uh, you'll get out of the wind a bit there. Uh, do a bit of a drift along there if you can uh, with some liveys or tossed lures. You'll pick up a feet of flathead. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, sounds good, Swanee. Well, sounds you enjoy what the week is what you can because you're in for uh, a change this week. Nah, I know. Yeah, <laughs> well, we'll get rid of uh, 
we've had the dog for four four weeks, the, the grandson's dog there in America, so uh, we'll get rid of the dog and then we'll end up with Kevin. I think the dog's better trained. Not wrong. <laughs> <laughs> He's just shaking his head. There's no comeback. You were that. talking to me. You wanted that uh, Parramatta. <laughs> Sorry, Kevin. Sorry, love you. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, uh, no, that's yeah. the one. Thanks. Uh, we're looking forward to you coming up here and you know <laughs> Not as much as looking for him going home. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Swatty. Thanks, Ethan. Always great to talk. Okay, okay bye. Cheers. We'll bye. take a break. It's the high tide in the Super Network. Finance Easy understands that recent times may have been uncertain for business owners and they'll make it simple to get you finance at competitive rates. Finance Easy takes the hassle out of borrowing money, offering a large range of lenders with rates more competitive than the bank. No more meetings with bank managers, no reams of paperwork, just a few clicks on the website. Visit financeeasy.com.au or call 1300 003 003. Australian Credit Licence Number 392182. Conferences and corporate golf days that will really impress your guests are half of the course at Twin Creeks Golf and Country Club. Not one, not two, but three functional conference spaces and a contemporary clubhouse overlooking their picturesque 18th green. Make Twin Creeks your ideal conference or corporate golf day venue. To find out more, go to twincreeksgolf.com.au or phone Twin Creeks Helpful Function staff on 967. Are you building a new home? Well, there's a more affordable way with a PAL Kit Home, Australia's most experienced and trusted kit home supplier for more than 50 years. You can become an owner-builder and manage the building of your own home. PAL guarantee that you can do it even without prior building experience. Find out how you can build your very own home. Go to PAL, that's P-A-L, kithomes.com.au or you can phone them on 1-800-024-912. Do you suffer from mild arthritis, osteo and other aches and pains? With its natural organic ingredients, Stiff Sore and Sorry Pain Relief Gel might assist you. Always read the label, use only as directed and if symptoms persist, see your healthcare professional. Look for Stiff Sore and Sorry Pain Relief Gel at pharmacies and health food stores everywhere. To find the location of your nearest Stiff Sore and Sorry stockers, go to loveoilcollection.com.au or phone Ray on 040-6671-359. Good for the game tomorrow? Nah, still trying to sell the car. Oh, give me your phone, let me do it. Yeah, good luck. Car sales, instant offer. Car sales what? Instant offer. You can skip creating an ad, dealing with buyers and waiting for a decent offer all weekend. Is that the offer for my car already? Yep. Now just take it to one of the official buyers nationwide, get it looked over, and the money drops the next business day. So I'll see you at the game then? Yeah, see you at the game. Car sales instant offer. The hassle-free way to sell your car. Decency supply. With Angel Flight, hundreds of needy, seriously ill Australians don't have to spend painful days on the road. Angel Flight pilots fly them there, free of charge turning miles into minutes. So please, support the work of Angel Flight or get involved as a volunteer pilot or driver and help bring blessed relief to people who so desperately need some. 2SM has Sydney talking. More of High Tide on 2SM and the Super Network. Thanks to Shimano. Tomorrow's tackle today. If only I could go fishing down the river again. Welcome back to High Tide. Kieran Allen and Grant in the studio. 13, 12, 69 if you'd like to give us a call. But let's go to Al McGlashan this morning to find out what's happening. Al, good morning. Good morning, gents. Oh, I went for a cruisy run yesterday. I took Scotty Cam from the block and his boys for a fish, so... He's just got himself a new boat, so he went out for a run around the harbour and caught a few pelagics about and stuff. Probably yep. wasn't the calmest day in the world, pretty blind. Oh. Know, 30 knots or something. <laughs> I tell you what, that's a good... Now, we should say, Ords, a good photo of Ords with that uh, dolly, but tell everyone who Ords is. Oh, Ords. Ords is my better half that seems to be the one that seems to film and take all the good photos now. Sadly, she hasn't got a good model. <laughs> <laughs> but that was a nice dolphin fish she caught. Yeah, that was from last season riding close there at Sydney. So literally just outside the hedge, we found a patch of slimies and 
grab one, bridle up and put it out and hooked up straight away. And, God, that one had those beautiful bars. You know, because mahi is so hard to photograph because you get them up and sometimes they just light up and then by the time you get the photo, I'm trying to hold them still, they're all, like, you know, they all lose their colour and everything. And that one just had these insane bars on him, which I don't see that often. So got up and at least I finally got to good to get a good photo. But, yeah, odds, of course, caught it again. You know, you're very lucky that your, your assistance on the boat's very good because you've got the wife and you also got more the dog. Yeah, yeah, no, the dog's always the, there. The only thing the dog's not doing is pressing the camera. Yeah, if we could get the dog to work, it would be a bit easier. All we do is fight with the dog over the bloody skipper's chair. That's the hardest <laughs> thing with that. Yeah, and Mahi I likes lose, that. And I lose that battle as well. Yeah. <laughs> ah, that's right. What are you going to do this weekend? Uh, we're going to go for a run today and see what's going on out the front. Maybe try for a kiggy, see if there's any big ones around in close and... Have a look. It should be going off its tree being peak season stuff. So have a look for that. And then um, tomorrow I do a master interviews for the new series, sadly. So all day. Oh, okay. So, yeah, so we'll be doing... um Because uh, Coops is off to do rugby in England for a month or something. So we've got to get his ones done. And that goes to air next February. So we're, you know, starting to get to the pointy end of things and rush through and get things sorted. So... Yeah, doing it all yourself, making a whole production is a whole lot harder. Yes. Ah, well, that's good. Now, talk to me about sunfish. Oh, yeah, well, we've been seeing them um, the last few trips out wide. We've been seeing the sunnies again. We haven't seen them. When we had that dirty, um, all that rain for a while there, we didn't see them in the numbers we normally do. So it's just great to stand back. The great thing with sunfish is that, and I don't, I don't encourage it, of course, but they're great fish to jump in with. I mean, you do have to understand you are in the ocean, so there are inherent risks, obviously. So Yeah, like predators. Yeah, yeah, there's things that might eat you and stuff, so you've got to be careful. But sunfish are actually really cool. Like, everyone always wants to jump in with whale sharks and, you know, dolphins and all that. But sunfish are actually quite... Some. Of, I mean, I've had the odd one that's shy, but I've had quite a few that will actually end up following you around. I don't know what they think of you, but, yeah, they're absolutely crazy. And they're huge, you know, they're up over a ton at times, so absolute monsters things. So true marvel of nature, I reckon, to be able to feed when you look like that. You wonder how they've survived in nature because they've got no natural defence system against any predators. Nah, they can't. I actually saw the other day um, a bit of killer whales chewing on one, yes. like giving one a hard time. I thought, poor bloody things. Like, what do they do? They can jump, which I thought was a joke until I fished out of um, in the Atlantic years ago, and then saw them jumping in it's it's more a flop isn't it yeah it's kind of like it's kind of like me jumping in the pool really you know it looks really nice until i land and it's just a <laughs> i noticed your condition the other day but i thought the pool would need to be down at about nothing wrong minutes. with his condition he's grazing in a good paddock extremely no, good paddock that's it sadly yep <laughs> So, but yeah, no, they're, they're great fish, and you see them in close. I mean, Sydney, they don't sort of promote what we've got out of Sydney because obviously the shelf is only you know, 15, 18 miles out the front, and because the water that East Australian current peels sort of pushes right in at times, all that stuff comes right in along the coast, which is why you get marlin, dolphins, yeah. all those things in close. But you get other stuff like, you know, Mickey whales will come up over, and obviously, you know, sunfish. I've seen those guys that run all those drones up and down sort of around Sydney, even feel them right in against the heads at times. So it's pretty cool stuff that we get, and it's all literally right on our doorstep. Yeah. Now, I was, we were talking to Peter Sayer prior to the news, and he's just journeyed back from the Solomons in his boat, right? Oh, wow, so, that'd be awesome. Yeah, so I asked him what, what he'd, he'd seen on the ocean coming across like bird life, fish life and whatever. And he said he hadn't spotted any whales. He never spotted any sunfish. He spotted one, one bird yesterday. One bird. The, the other thing he did see was big persona. Yeah, there's a lot of those. That's the thing all these people that are saying they want to look after the environment, keep eating their canned tuna, and that's all those personas are netting the hell out of the place. As soon as they get in those international waters, they bloody worry what they're doing out there. Yeah. So, but we did the same. We came back from um, Elizabeth Reese, so 100 miles north of Lord Howe. And the whole way, we didn't see a fish until we hit a sea mount. Yeah. And then we caught a blue marlin and a spearfish. And then we came and literally, uh, probably north of Port Macquarie, hit the 1,000 turn line. 
and started catching fish. Like, went all that way across the ocean, and it is absolutely empty. So, like, spending so much time game fishing, it's miles or nothing and pockets of everything. It's finding those pockets. And the problem is, I suppose, like those personas and stuff now, is they all know where those pockets are. So they're, they're absolutely flogging them constantly. Well, the rest of us, <laughs> we've just spent a lot of time driving around, I think. <laughs> yeah, we were talking about that, about, you know, the length of the net. And when they drop the net, they go around the school and yeah. and they go right under it and they take the lot. Yeah, but the problem is, so what's really interesting is that when they used to persane over in, uh, in Mexico, spinner dolphins and big tuna feed together. So what you yes. do is you find spinner dolphins, you wrap the net around it. And this is back in the 80s, I think it was, when they were doing it there. And, of course, you get collateral damage. You get a few dolphins, you know, and then all the greenies cracked the sides and stopped it, which is a good thing. But everyone still bought tuna. So all they did was move the whole fleet to the western Pacific and mm. they hit them. And, of course, the first thing you do in their regulations, stuck them around a whole bunch of dolphin schools. And, of course, ours, they don't travel together in the same way they do over on the other side of the Pacific. And they then went, oh, wait a minute, flotsam. Anything floating up in the Coral Sea and, you know, Bismarck Sea and all those sort of areas, anything floating's got tuna. But the problem is the tuna went from mature 40, 50 kilo fish down to two, three kilo fish. So they haven't even spawned. But then on top of that, all the life around it gets taken. So, you know, if you find a bit of flotsam, you've got dolphin fish, you've got sharks, you've got turtles, you've got little leather jackets, you've got everything under the sun all in there and they just put the net around it and then they got smarter and they went, hang on, we can fly choppers around, find these patches and then and then when the tuna are up in the morning breezing around it, we can just net them and then they went, oh, we'll go one step further, we'll put long line beacons and make our own ones and put floating fads out. So, yeah, yeah it's, it's probably got worse, not better. And, so, yeah. and on the can it says sustainably fished. Oh, yeah, and that's just these idiots. And I'm not trying to be rude to them, but it is idiotic. If you think it's sustainably fished just because it says it, doesn't mean it's sustainably fished. It's a bought name on it. That's okay. all it is. Well, yeah. I so, don't think the drone situation is going to help it. No, drone fishing for a lot of fishing, it's changed the way we do it. I mean, I remember when our salmon started dropping down, people are going, oh, there's heaps of salmon. Look at, the, look at all the drone footage. You go, oh, we've just got drones. That's a new, that's a new way that we're fighting what they weren't there. So, yeah, it's, it's a tough one. We've really got to look after what we got. And I keep saying it, if we, we, we research it so we understand exactly what's going on, then we can do something. And we, we normally wait till the fishery's stuffed and then go, oh, we need to do something. Yeah. So, yeah. But that's just... That's it. Fishermen will do the right thing if, if they're given the chance to, so. Yeah. Okay. Well, the North Bank's going all right? Yep. Loving it. Went out and yesterday, um, Scotty and all the boys, because he's bought a big alloy, and um, and he goes, oh, this rides well. This is really heavy. But they're essentially <laughs> saying that. The boys are saying that for Flakes the other week. Did yeah. you Mind take... It was pretty shitty. <laughs> hey, listen, did you take your own boat home, or did you take that black North Bank home? <laughs> oh, I... I tried to, but they told me I wouldn't. Well, <laughs> Rodney wouldn't let him hook up. Yeah, uh, Rodney <laughs> just locked it up so they couldn't get in it. Yeah, that is an absolute weapon of a beast. I love it. it uh, what a boat! What a yeah, boat. No, it, it's a great setup. And having all the sounders, you know, it's so good for that style, like for fishing. Because sounders are so important for us. So yeah, it's just yeah. I'm trying to work out how I can put more in my boat, but it's kind of forced to do it. <laughs> Well, for those who don't know, we talked about last week, Rodney's uh, 750 uh, North Bank. It's got three 16-inch Garmin sounders in it and a 12-inch at the back deck. And the 316, there's cameras front and back, and it's just got everything. Everything that opens and shuts in the thing, it's uh, it's like a floating hotel. It is unreal. And the other funny part, like I turned up, went, yeah, look at this. i got a couple of screens on mine. Look at this puppy. And then turned around yeah. the visor. Yeah, righty, I don't want to look at mine anymore. <laughs> Yours is bigger than mine. <laughs> <laughs> I was way behind, sadly. Ah, oh, well, yeah, but yours is a working boat. That's right, and he says his is a show pony, and he likes his marlin fishing, and it's his toy. Yeah, definitely is. I've got a few more scratches on mine, <laughs> and they're not all from marlin, sadly. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Al, thank you very much for your time this morning. You have a great day out in the harbour, and uh, awesome. we'll catch up soon. Awesome, boys. Talk okay, to you. Okay, hey, Listen, you'll have to come in here one more. I'm going to bring the wife with you. Oh, bring the boss. 
I yeah. said her, and you don't want to see an ugly bloke like me. She's well, this is true. Her. That's true. I didn't want to say that, though. No. <laughs> okay. Thanks, Al. Okay. And you can read Al's article in the Telegraph every Friday. Back with more of Hotelling soon. Afternoons with Brent Bultitude. How dare they release those murderous criminals onto our streets? That's a joke. They had a very clear idea that this was possibly the decision that the High Court was going to hand down. Brent Bultitude. Well, they're guilty of being reactive rather than proactive. Well, the government goes off on their own tangent, and then all of a sudden they disclose it to you and I. And then we go, wow, well, I don't agree with that, but it's too late. Afternoons with Brent Bultitude. Brain tumour, migraine, dementia, concussion. Have you or someone you love been touched by a brain disorder, disease or injury? Motor neurone disease, stroke, epilepsy, Alzheimer's. There can be no cure without research. Help the ones you love by donating to research today. Visit brainfoundation.org.au or call one three hundred. Double eight triple six zero. Sherlock wheelbarrows for almost 50 years make moving mulch, bricks, concrete and waste around the home or job site easier. Sherlock lasts longer. Sherlock. View the full range at sherlocklastlonger.com.au Available at Bunnings Warehouse. Discover a style that's just right for your home with the Choices Flooring Floors by Design Sale. Choose from a range of beautiful hard flooring options designed to suit the needs of your home and family. Whether it's timber, laminate or luxury vinyl, you can create the look you've been searching for in your home. Visit choicesflooring.com.au to discover your style or visit your nearest Choices Flooring showroom. The Choices Flooring Floors by Design sale is now on. Head to your nearest Choices Flooring today. There's nothing like Razorback 4x4. They make Australia's best four-wheel drive seat covers, which offer protection like no other. So you can get out and about knowing that the interior is protected from spills, mud, sand, dogs, even messy family members. Razorback 4x4 have the strongest, most comfy seat covers this side of the black stump, and they're customizable with free shipping Australia-wide. Head to razorback4x4.com.au and grab some for your four-wheel drive today. That's razorback4x4.com.au. Recently retired and want to give back to the community? Looking to contribute to a worthwhile cause? Join View Clubs of Australia, a friendly women's network in your local community. View supports the Smith family to help Australian children in need break the cycle of poverty. Become a member today. Call 1800 805 366 or go to view.org.au. Vitae Health Supplements are now available at Chemist Warehouse, Australia's cheapest chemist. Arbavitae.com.au Listen to 2SM online. 2SMSuperNetwork.com More of High Tide on 2SM and the Super Network. Thanks to Shimano. Tomorrow's tackle today. If only I could go Fishing down the river again Up before the sun with a Welcome back to High Tide. Kieran, Alan and Grant in the studio. Let's go up to Queensland. I think he's on the road going to Harvey Bay to an anaconda store. Paul Burt, good morning. Good morning, mate. How are you? I'm good. How's the weather in sunny Queensland? Mate, it's overcast. Yeah. And we, turn, turn the we, lane assist off. I, well, no, it's, I, I started my car five minutes ago. It's already saying take a break. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I thought it was a lane assist. Look, it, it's got my back better than anyone else I know, and it's a car. <laughs> <laughs> hey, um, yeah, no, no, so Anaconda is opening up Thank you, mate, uh, their uh, brand-new store at Harvey Bay uh, today. Uh, huge opening. Come on down. I'm driving up to uh, meet, meet people, and... Um, Hand out some gift cards and, and all that stuff. So, yeah, it's going to be a, a it's a huge store, very 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 beautiful, and uh, stocked with all the best goodies you could get from the local area. Great. That sounds good to me. Now, what's the weather doing in Queensland this week? Mate, it's uh, well, 
We've got a strong wind warning that's been dropped as soon as the uh, the next forecast comes out. So today is 25 south southeast, and then it'll turn uh, east southeast probably 15, 10 by tonight. Tomorrow's actually looking really good, uh, surprisingly. So I might go for a fish tomorrow, I think. Um, but it's looking fine. I think we're also going to see some really good uh, um, periods of uh, of showers coming through. So we need the rain. We need some some good falls uh, from the sky, and that'll happen next. Uh, Monday, Tuesday, and just scattered from then through to Friday. So that'll really flush the systems out, you know, and get the fish feeding even better than what they have been, and moving the crabs around because they're just starting to move in the, in the systems. Um, but, yeah, mate, we had some doozy storms yesterday. We had uh, 24,000 lightning strikes on the Gold Coast alone in less wow. than an hour, and we had 73,000 across the southeast. So some big storms, some big hail, and, um, yeah, but that trough's now moved offshore. Uh, winds to 70k an hour yesterday afternoon as it suddenly uh, pushed up the coast. So, you know, it's all that's all gone now. Winds are easing. Storms have moved off the coast. Yeah, it's not too bad. But they're, they're talking about storms out west, I think, uh, in the next couple of days, aren't they? Yeah, mate, yeah. So further north, sort of like uh, Roma, Emerald, Longreach, sort of central Capricornia coast uh, is in for some storm activity and possible showers as well. Um, yeah, it wouldn't surprise us to get a bit of a sprinkle up here, but you know, I don't want to deter anyone from coming down because it's all undercover. But yeah. other than that, mate, um, yeah, yeah, I think you know the, the storm activity, these spring storms that we get are, are good, but they're also severe and heavy at times. They can be pretty gusty underneath them, and and uh, a lot of rain can fall, uh, and you know, quite quickly. One suburb might get you know 50 or 80 millimeters of rain out of one cell as it falls, uh, but the next suburb, literally two kilometers away, might only get you know a couple of sprinkles. So. It's it's not one ginormous line yeah, uh, yeah. of of systems. It's yeah. um it's just broken up uh, cells embedded within the trough as it passes over the east coast. Okay, now how does that affect the impoundment fishing and the barramundi? Oh, really good question, mate. Um, so I was talking to Andrew Chorley, Chozza from Harvey Bay Fine Sport Fishing throughout the week, and we had hot, relentless hot northerlies. It was seriously like breathing in when you open up the oven door. You know, it was like breathing in that hot air, and it was really humid. Uh, barometer wasn't that high. Barometer was only about 1,009, 1,014. wasn't over 1,020 by any means. And, but it was hot and muggy. And that weather brings the fish on. They love it. But as soon as you get a southerly blow, they get it. The fish will stay there, but they won't bite. So he was fishing up around uh, Mondurin, Wongbefied, all those areas. All the impoundments really fired up. And um, what, what happens is they sit in the thermocline. So you might be looking, um, you know, and this is where you're, you know, on your Garmin, whatever you're running, is not to put it on bottom lock. You're in a damp heaven, say. You don't put it on bottom lock. You look for the thermocline. So you keep it on your widescreen. So you're looking from the zero all the way down to, say, you know, 20 metres. And if you see that thermocline even four or five metres down, put on your side scan and have a look, split your screen up, put on your side screen and look for the little, little grains of rice. And the little grains of rice are your fish left and right, you know, on your screen. It'll be orange. Normally your screen's an orange screen with side scan and you'll see the little uh, white speckles like that. It looks like a grain of rice. And they're your fish um, sitting up. Now, because they're not on the bottom, you're not going to get a shadow or anything, but you're going to get those little grains of rice. And they're, they're your fish, as I was saying. So the idea is then troll. You don't want to troll a six or an eight minute diving lure because that's not going to get, you know, it'll get you down to the deck, but the fish are up higher. So you want to troll like a three to four meter depth lure and you'll catch a fish. He was catching down Monday. He pulled eight fish. That's eight down Monday over one meter long on Friday alone. Wow. In, unbelievable. Mm. Unbelievable. And then when they suddenly hit, mate, boom, they shut off. Yeah. Yeah, it just doesn't fly. So... The barramundi at the moment up here in Queensland, uh, uh, you can't target or catch them uh, during uh, throughout the uh, the tidal areas. So rivers, creeks, all that stuff there. There's a uh, it's a closed season, but you can target the fish that are in impoundments. Um, so you can still go to the dams. You know they taste like mud. They're not. You look at them and they look beautiful, and they are a stunning fish, big fat things. You know because there's no current or anything. They don't jump out of the water half the time, the big ones. They just sort of just laze around like a pig. But, you know, they, they do they do look amazing. So it's the trophy photo of that metre-plus fish, and even bigger. And a metre-plus fish can weigh, you know, 20, 22 kilos, you know, 40, 50-pound barrel, because there's no current to get their muscles working. They just sit there and eat. 
you know, like a like a big man at a buffet doing a belly swap. So, you know, that, that's the thing. But if you go there and you, you target a metre fish in the salt water where he's fighting the current, you know, he's protecting the territories, you know, moving away from the crocodiles, he's really on alert, then those fish are a lot thinner, a lot leaner, and a lot a lot more uh, athletic. Uh, they, they are more acrobatic when you hook them. Um, so, yeah, there, there's your difference. So the impounded fish look amazing, but when you go to eat them, like seriously, like you might as well get some mud, wrap it up in some bacon and eat the bacon or just, you know, if you deep fried it, it'll taste better than what it would. It, it, it's horrible. So you just don't keep them or eat them. Yep, sounds good to me. <laughs> I agree with you. Get them out of the salt water or down near the mouth of the river is a much better way to go. Oh, a thousand percent, mate, a thousand percent. So, yeah, we're just all waiting now for this hot northerly to return. Unfortunately, this whole week's going to be a much cooler week. We're talking 23 degrees on Monday, um, similar to Sydney weather. You know, it's been a little bit cool, but we're also going to see, uh, you know, obviously, um, you know, uh, showers throughout the week. Could be seeing anywhere from uh, up to 60 to 70 millimetres if those showers do produce. Um, which is something we all need, uh, some good rain. And obviously the, the lightning from the, from the uh, storms have been triggering some fires as well. So, you know, it's been very dry. We've seen the fires on TV and, yeah, we just need all that to, to settle on down. But one thing in, in the rivers and creeks that we've been doing this week as well is trolling for whiting. Man, that's been great. We've got some beautiful big whiting up to 39, 40 centimetres, 41 was the biggest, a big fat fish. And um, that was taken on the new Samaki diver uh, in the cold track colours, orange with the black dots. And that's been absolutely killing it. Dies down about three metres, two, two and a half, three metres. So we've been trolling the main channel of the Rain River and, uh, and producing fish there. So Clint from Gold Coast River Charters, he's been absolutely banging on it. And uh, big fish, you know, you get little ones. And, um, you know, a lot of grunter brim as well. A lot of undersized grunter brim, but um, every now and then you'll pick up one that's 30 to 32 centimetres, uh, which, are, which is decent size for those fish. And they, um, they go really hard. And uh, quite a few flattered in the mix as well. But... One thing we're noticing is that a lot of blue summer crabs and mud crabs starting to move around as well. I think that little bit of rain we had yesterday uh, and then coming up the next week will bring the crabs on and they should be around in really good numbers as well. So looking forward to that. And uh, offshore fishing, fellas, has been awesome catches of kingfish because I know plenty of people will head out tomorrow. Uh, loads of kingfish out on the shelf, so the 42 and 50 fathom grounds. You want to be hitting around 2741, 2743, 2801, 2802, which is the old early traps, and down to the deep southern, sort of like 2817, 2819. And it's around 153, 42, 153, 46 on your GPS. So once you hit those areas, look for your pinnacles, look for your bait, and you will find kingies. And the kingies haven't been small. They've been, we call them cuddle kingies. And cuddling kingies is when, that's how you have to hold them. You've got to hold them like you're cuddling the things because they're so big. And, you know, we're talking sort of 17 to 23, 24 kilo fish. And uh, you know, live bait's working well. Squid tricks, lures been killing it. And, of course, um, just normal jigs have been firing as well. And, but I, I like... It's They're hard work when you jig in them. What's that? They're hard work when you jig them. Oh, mate, they are. But th this is the difference there, Kieran, too, is that when you are jigging, like years ago, we used to run a rod that was as thick as a broomstick. Yeah. And, you know, the, 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 like the jig rex rods and all that that Shimano has... And you'd put on a Saragossa, you know, 20,000, and, and seriously, you, you, you would be buggered after doing a couple of jigs. But now they've got out the new rods, which are your grapplers. They've been around for a bit, but the technology is making them even lighter and so much so much more economical as well and easy to use. And you put on, a, say, the OSHA Jigger 3000, and you put, you're running the OSHA 8 braid, which is exceptionally thin, you know, 56 pound or 77 pound, what it is, 76 pound. And that that line is cutting through the water. Therefore, you're not run, you don't need a 300 or 400 gram jig to get down 100 meters. You can run a 70 to 100 gram titanium jig and get it down to that depth really easily. Put a little bit of flash on it, and uh, mate, you can jig, you can basically micro jig with these outfits. So we're talking PE3, PE4, PE3 is perfect. PE2, you, you might get dusted, especially on the big fish. But it allows you to get these small jigs all the way down to that depth. And you can imagine the kingies are hanging in that area. You, you can do that jigging all day on that light outfit. And Shimano, again, has really brought the next level into those into that kind of gear. And um, you know, that's what we run. And, you know, gone are the days where you're, you're sweating bullets to and eating a, a tin of baked beans to keep your energy up on every bloody half an hour of a jig. <laughs> like, absolutely bucket. 
Yeah, I used to have to have a beer halfway up. Hey, listen, I've got to go, but I want to know, do I step outside today? Mate, um, well, we are up at Harvey Bay at the new Anaconda store, but you can jump on 7 Plus and check out last... Uh, well, there's a bit of sport on at the moment on 7, mate, so you have to just jump in and have a look okay. at the previous uh, season episodes. But, um, yeah, it's always floating around on 7, mate, but um, have a look on the app and you'll uh, you'll have a look at the latest uh, the latest episodes as well. But, yeah, I think the sport tomorrow's... Um, yeah, tomorrow's Sunday, yeah, so we're off, off again tomorrow, but... The new okay. ones are coming up. We've got another six shows of this season. Well, you snake tomorrow. around on, on at Anaconda, and we'll catch up with you tomorrow. Look forward to it, guys. Have a have a great day in Sydney, and uh, everyone take care. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Thanks, okay, Paul. Bro. Bye. Now, Al, yes. just before we go home, yes. Lakes Marines open today, 8 o'clock. I'm working today. I've got to go to work. I'll Can somebody at, please take note? Yeah, I'll be at work all day, so come in and see okay. me. There's no problem. Will you uh, have a sharpened pencil for anybody who wants to come yeah, by come North Yeah, come and tell Bank? me you're a high-tide listener. We'll look after North Bank Stacey. We've still got the up to $2,000 back on the 23 model Stacey's. There's some Black Friday deals with Suzuki. Yamaha's got some deals on. But... Be quick, if you want a new boat for Christmas, we've only got a few spots left because with that many boats sold, uh, we've got to get rigged out before Christmas. It's getting very tight to get them for Christmas. Define work. Define work. One railway road north of Mulgrave. He's <laughs> talking about your physical activity. I'll be, I'll be down on the floor. Where are you going on Monday and Sunday, eh? How's the with Sundays? It's going to be good this week. Yeah, very good. We've got to work first. They reckon it's tough for me. Hang on, you're going to Maruchido. Yeah, I'll yeah. be working as well. He'll make sure of that. <laughs> Thank right. you for listening, everyone. Same time, same channel tomorrow. I might or might not be here, depending on the weather flying north. <laughs> okay, you have a great day, safe day. Yeah, it doesn't look too bad from here. And uh, don't forget, if you want to be a barista, get out to Pete's Cafe. And if you want a job, Go to Blake's Marine. But as sure as yabbies bite your toes, this boyhood story had to end. Super Network News. Prime Minister Anthony Albanese has spoken about the importance of his trip to China. Mr Albanese says Australia's relationship with China is a key focus moving forward. Whenever news breaks, we are there. HSC test scores reveal there is a gap in results between male and female students. The Herald reports students from the wealthiest backgrounds are three times more likely to secure a band six than those from the poorest areas of Sydney. A group of Australians who were freed from Gaza have arrived home. They were among hundreds of people who were trapped in Gaza when the conflict with Israel erupted last month. Foreign ministers around the world have met in Oman to discuss the conflict in Gaza. Many plead the case to US Secretary of State Antony Blinken to pursue an immediate ceasefire in the region. Jordan's representative Ayman Safadi says the entire Middle East is becoming embroiled in the conflict. Super Network News is there.